I'm really excited today. I have, I'm going to have a conversation today with the founder of God Behind Bars. If you're new with us today, we're in this series, Difference Maker. I let our church know that we are starting our first location in a prison because the state of Oklahoma has approved us to start locations behind bars throughout our state. And we're elated to make a difference in the lives of prisoners. And I'm going to talk to you about that. I'm going to talk to you about how you can get involved, how you can serve and actually go to the prison and make a difference. Come on, how many know God just doesn't want to move inside of our four walls? He wants to move outside of our four walls and to make a difference all around our state, our nation, and our world. If you're new with us, you picked a great Sunday to hear the heartbeat of our church, and that is to make a difference that is share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the hopeless with the down and out with the broken with the lost with those who have beat up have been forgotten we want to take the gospel to them and offer them the hope that comes through Christ and before I have a conversation with with Jake the founder of God behind bars I want you to check out this powerful video that's going to show you a little bit of what we're going to be doing beginning next year as we take God behind bars. Check out this video. In 2008, I was reading one of the most famous and most important passages in the entire Bible. I was reading Matthew 25, where Jesus is speaking to literally every man, woman, and child in the world. In this scripture, Jesus says, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you cared for me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we do these things for you? And the king will reply, whatever you did to the least of these, you did for me. You see, so often we as the church are great at feeding the hungry or clothing the naked or even caring for the sick, but we overlook an entire people group that Jesus felt were so important that he says that we could not possibly follow him if we forgot this people group. See, that day this scripture began to stir a whole new meaning in my heart. I read that scripture in a way that I had never read it before. Jesus was telling me, if you want to serve me, you must serve these people. If you want to love me, you must love these people. And that is where I began to build a burning passion in my heart to take the church to an all too often forgotten people. You feel forgotten because no one shows that they're concerned about you. Maybe you don't get mail, maybe you can't call home. You gotta know, you gotta be here and feel what it feels like because some mistake that you made, a bad choice that you made, put you here. You can't explain that loneliness. See, when I thought of an inmate, I thought of walking down a long, dark hallway full of cells where people are yelling and spitting at you. What we found was something so different. We found that these people were just people, someone who has a family, someone who made a mistake, and then the only difference between them and us was that they got caught and we didn't. What has existed in prison ministry thus far is once or twice a year, a few dedicated people are willing to go in and share the word with a few men or women and then leave and go home. See, for me, that wasn't enough. We were portraying the hope of Jesus Christ as a mirage. We were going in, speaking the good news and this hope that Jesus could provide, but the second we left, our relationship stopped there. There was no community, no follow-up. There was really no care. 
I begin to wonder, what if the church showed up, I mean really showed up in our prisons? That's what God Behind Bars is all about, mobilizing the church to unleash God's grace on people in prison. On Christmas Eve 2009, we launched in our first prison in Nevada. That first night we showed up, we didn't know what to expect. When we opened the doors, these women just began to pour into the room. As the music began to play, we were dancing and singing louder than anything I'd ever witnessed before. So our team began to dream, what if we were able to reproduce this in 5,000 prisons around the world? We launched in our second facility in Oklahoma where literally over 90% of the jail was attending God Behind Bars. Since the success of that and the generosity of so many people, we were able to launch in prisons in Alaska, Colorado, Florida, and Texas. Wardens have begun to tell us that the culture in their prison is changing every single day, that the men and women in their prison are improving their outlook on self-worth. We're watching inmates and families be restored for the very first time. In fact, the most common thing that our team hears is that for one hour, they didn't feel like they were in prison. When you first come in, the way they greet you, the way they have a smile on their faces, they make you feel like they're just like us. They let you know, hey, we are here for you. We, we are brothers no matter what. Ninety-five percent of these people will be released back into our community one day. Statistics have shown us that 75% of these people will reoffend within the first three years of their release. We begin to see statistically that the reason why these people are where they are today is because we as the church didn't fight for them yesterday. We don't just try to introduce an inmate to Christ. We try to provide a lifelong, sustainable relationship with Christ. That's connecting them with their families through churchinside.com where they have the opportunity to grow together. That's providing them with the necessary skills and credentials it takes to live a successful life on the outside of those prison walls. And then walking with them upon their release by meeting them at the gate so that they don't feel like they're beginning their new journey alone. And ultimately plugging them and their families back into a healthy church home so that they have a community of people to love and surround them. God Behind Bars has been huge for us at Church by the Glaze. We're seeing God bring His hope to a hopeless place. We're seeing God bring His unlimited love to a limited environment. Just to see the lives changed has been amazing. But I'll tell you, the greatest benefit of this partnership is not what we give, it's what we get. It's the way it changed the DNA of our church to be more focused on people, more compassionate. Right now, there's close to 2.4 million people in the U.S. who are locked up, feeling alone, without hope, and begging for a second chance. God has given us the opportunity to be that second chance. At God Behind Bars, we believe freedom belongs to everyone. And through Christ, we can provide that freedom. The inmates and their families are ready. God is ready. The question is, are we ready? Together, we can set them free. Awesome, awesome. How many know we're ready? Come on, we're ready to go make a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ. And man, I'm just uh, elated. I'm ecstatic to have uh, Jake here himself, the founder of God Behind Bars. And Jake, I, I know the video explained a lot to us, but I know it doesn't capture everything. But ju uh, just how uh, God Behind Bars started, how it began, uh, what God kind of stirred in your heart to begin. Uh, this powerful ministry. 
Yeah, so I uh, grew up in a ministry family my entire life. Uh, I actually grew up in Las Vegas. My dad gets the opportunity of leading a church uh, just like this one in Las Vegas. And uh, we moved to Vegas when I was uh, just getting ready to start high school. And uh, I kind of went on my own journey because it's not too cool to uh, be a pastor's kid in Vegas. And uh, I was playing football, and I was pretty good at it, and I was passionate about it. And uh, my network began to be created uh, through that football network. And I started running around, partying a little bit, and uh, some things happened uh, during college. Uh, I went on to play college football, and uh, some things happened during college where I ended up moving uh, down to Southern California to uh, finish out my college football career. And through that time, uh, I was introduced to a church, and I w uh, committed my life to Christ in that church and decided that I was going to go full-blown into ministry. I moved back to Las Vegas. Uh, I was sitting around a fire pit one night, and uh, my father was talking about taking uh, their church to the least likely places of the world, and they had military bases, college campuses, anything you could think of, of on this board except for prisons. And I said, why not prisons? And uh, God was kind of already working in my life. Two of my best friends at the time were looking at uh, some prison time for some things that they had done, and uh, I was sitting there, and God's always given me a heart for the underdog, and I, I think that I, I really am passionate about uh, the people that society says can't be changed. Uh, I'm a big believer that uh, where the world sees failure, God sees future, and these guys all have a story, just like you and I, and God wasn't done with their story. That's awesome. Let me ask you this, you know, there are, are several uh, other prison ministries uh, throughout the United States of America. Mm -hmm. What is it that makes God Behind Bars unique and, and different from some of the other uh, prison ministries? Yeah, I think, uh, again, there are a lot of great prison ministries out there. And ours, I think, is a little different from the aspect of uh, making the local church the concentrics of what we do. Uh, we're the first in uh, prison ministry to partner with churches just like People's Church and start satellite campuses inside of the prison uh, for that church. And so that's the first aspect of our strategy. When we go inside of that prison, that people uh, are geared back towards the local church. And so uh, coming up soon, we're going to have our first campus launch with People's Church, and we'll reveal that in a minute. But uh, the same kind of look, feel, everything that you experience on the outside when you attend a satellite campus or this campus, we try to replicate back inside of the facility from info booths to prayer guides to branding. Anything that you would experience when you walk through the doors of this church, we give the opportunity for these women to experience as they walk through the doors of their church. So awesome. So they're going to get a quality experience with great screens and, and sound system and the whole nine yards. So yeah. That's awesome. Let me, let me ask you this. What, what does it look like? You know, you're, you're sitting here, you're thinking, church in a prison. You know, how, how, does that, how does that work? What does it look like? And what role, if I'm sitting here, what role can I play in church in a, in a prison? Yeah, so the same roles that you can do to get involved uh, out here in the community, we try to create back inside of the facility. And so we create a fun, loud, live, engaging experience for these ladies uh, to attend on a weekly basis. And it's an opportunity for them to call People's Church 
home to where Pastor Herbert becomes their pastor. So when they're getting released back in the community, that we're bridging a gap uh, that would otherwise not be able to be bridged. And so uh, by bringing in volunteers of the church to create that DNA, to pour that love all over these ladies and make them feel a part of people's church, that's what we try to replicate inside of the prison. And it's not just about these women. We try to incorporate the families. Uh, so we have a technology called Church Inside where the family members can log on at the exact same time that their loved one in prison is watching and experiencing the service. They can experience that same service. And so we have volunteers online engaging with them, helping them uh, with some of the challenges and needs that they may have, and hopefully redirecting them to attend and get involved here at People's Church on the weekend. Norman, what would you su uh, suggest for a congregation that uh, people go attend uh, their, their, their church, their campus that they worship at, and then once a month, twice a month go uh, to a prison location and to serve their worship there with the prisoners and also serve as a greeter, usher, or is that kind of normally the the pattern that you all try to suggest for church? Yeah, so it's not a huge time commitment, uh, and it's not a scary thing. You're not... Uh, responsible for making it all happen. There's a team of people that make it happen each and every week. And we're not limited uh, in the way that, uh, in the amount of times we uh, allow you to serve, but we do ask that uh, you serve at least 12 times a year. So if you sign up, uh, that you would serve once a month and go with a group of people and make these ladies feel a part of People's Church. That's awesome, because we will have services every single Sunday, uh, just like we do at our other locations, so that's that's really incredible. I, I want to uh, talk with you just for a moment because you just got flew in last night uh, from Florida, from the Tampa, Florida area, and what, what the story you shared with me just really touched my heart about what God is is doing and did yesterday. Can you kind of talk to us about uh, what took place yesterday in Tampa? Because I think it will give us a taste of what of how God can use our church to make an impact right here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, one of uh, the favorite thing, my favorite things that our ministry does is uh, about 8.5 million kids have a parent incarcerated, and statistics show that 85% of them will go to prison themselves. And uh, when we heard that statistic uh, in the last couple of years, it was almost like God punching us in the face that we needed to do something about that. I'm a big believer that we can do a lot for the generation that's already there, but the work, true impact's going to come from the generation that's coming up. And so uh, the way that we incorporate the family is we send mom and we send dad on a 10-month journey with their child, starting the process of forgiveness, uh, starting the process of relationship building. And at the end of that process, there's a graduation called Returning Hearts to where we invite the kids to the prison for one day and they come in at eight o'clock in the morning and they leave at five o'clock at night and uh, as you can imagine if you're being introduced to your child for the first time in their life there's probably some awkwardness uh, some tension that may be there and so we try to create the event around a fun uh, kind of live engaging uh, uh, day and so we replicate a carnival inside of the prison and we put inflatable games up carnival games popcorn, cotton candy, everything that a child uh, would want to be a part of with their dad, we reproduce back inside of the prison. And we invite these kids to be a part, and we're um, introducing them to their father, a lot of them, uh, for the first time. In fact, I think yesterday, over 70% uh, of all of the kids that were there were being uh, introduced to their dad for the very first time. And to see this wonder that comes on a child's face, uh, this insecurity that this guy, he kind of looks like me, and 
my mom told me I was going to meet my dad today. And then it, in a split moment, it turned to this excitement. And as dad's walking down the bleachers, these kids take off across the yard and they just run and leap into their father's arms, almost tackling them. Uh, and it's just an amazing, amazing experience to watch. It's so awesome, man. It's so awesome. So awesome. Man. Uh, heart, heart moving uh, that difference we can make in the lives of prisoners and their children and I want to just talk for a moment uh, as I reveal uh, what we're getting ready to do and, and talk about I know we're talking about women a lot and both men and women are uh, incarcerated in our state uh, but in the state of Oklahoma we have one of the highest incarceration rates of, of women uh, matter of fact we have the highest um, uh, per hundred thousand per people uh, women 63 is the national average per 100,000 women that are locked up in prison. And Oklahoma's double that. It's 127 per 100,000 people, women, that, that are locked in prison. And so we have a very high incarceration rate. And so um, I want to tell you that we've been working hard, and, and Jake and his team has been working really hard. And we're at the very final stages. Be praying for tomorrow's meeting. Uh, Jake's going to be meeting with the state. Uh, we're crossing the T's and dotting the I's and that tomorrow we're believing that we're going to have the last stage done and we have secured Mabel Bassett ladies facility correctional facility to start our first location there the thousand plus ladies sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ there, bringing hope there and and how many Jake talk to us a little bit about what you see uh, when if there's a something going on uh, in a prison weekly and then when God Behind Bars comes in, the numbers that, of people that we're seeing uh, attending those services every week. Yeah, so when we launch inside of a facility, on average, your average program probably has between 12 and 35 uh, people in attendance. And when God Behind Bars launches inside of a facility and using local churches like this to create a moment in their life to, for one hour that they don't feel like they're in prison, we're watching the attendance climb on an average between 200 and 500 people who are involved on a weekly basis. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. What, what does the impact, impact look like? Just what, What's some of the impact that you're seeing? What does it look like in the, the impact of lives being changed and prisoners being changed as, as we take you partner with churches and take God behind bars? Yeah, so one of uh, the prisons that I mentioned earlier, Hardy Correctional Institution, is where we did that carnival yesterday and uh, that's a maximum security institution in the state of Florida. In fact, it's uh, famous in the state of Florida for being one of the most violent prisons that they've ever had. Uh, in the last couple of years, it's been one of the most violent prisons in the country. And we got invited uh, to launch our organization there. And our team was a little weary uh, with all the statistics. But uh, me being as strong-headed as I am, I said, we're going to conquer this thing. And uh, we launched uh, last March inside of that facility. And a few months ago, uh, when I was there, uh, let me give you a picture of what it looked like when, I first, when we first launched was uh, all of these guys came in in rows and it was segregated by race. So the first race came in and they were all sitting in the front. The second race came in all sitting uh, in the middle. Third, fourth race all kind of mingled in the back. But you could cut the tension in the room with a knife. And when we came back this last June to film that video and yeah, you see one of our partnering church's pastors walk in and he's shaking everybody's hands. If you look across the room, uh, you'll just see the diversity in the room of uh, white, yellow, purple, black. It doesn't matter. They're all uh, 
sitting next to each other and looking at each other like they're their brother. And in the last 12 months, they have not had a single fight uh, inside of that prison. So it's, uh, it's been really amazing to watch. But one of the guys uh, that uh, comes out of that facility, he's doing life in prison. And his currency is a little different than yours or I's. Uh, postage stamps in prison is a big form of currency. It's their only connection to the outside world. And so uh, they take it pretty serious. And this gentleman, he wrote us a letter, and our team received it. And we talk about constantly that uh, we receive more than uh, we will ever be able to give back to them from this ministry and the way that they challenge us and uh, their sacrifice. But this gentleman writes a letter of how he committed his life to Christ in one of the services, and he paper clips his entire book of postage stamps to the letter, and he said, hey, I want you and God to know that I am all in, so I am giving all that I have, and that was in that letter, and it was absolutely amazing for us as a team to experience. That's so awesome, Jake. So awesome, man. Talk to us just a little bit about... Um, Obviously, there are prisoners that are not getting life sentences that are being released back out, and, and that can be a very tough and challenging time for, for prisoners. And, and one of the things that really attracted me uh, to uh, partnering with God Behind Bars and, of course, your love for the local church and believing the local church is the hope of the world and partnering with the local church I love. But, but you also have a plan for prisoners, uh, for those who are incarcerated when they get released. And just talk to us a little bit about that and what we can expect as a church. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Phase three and four of our organization are the reentry and aftercare, which would be pre-release care and post-release care. And so we start preparing these guys with life skills, career coaching, job skills, everything that they may need in order to be successful in the free world. We try to provide to them up to 18 months before their release. And then aftercare, where when they're getting released in the community, they have challenges of getting jobs, finding transitional living. Most of them are released with a $10 check that they can't cash because they don't have a government-issued uh, ID. And so you can imagine the type of turmoil and fear that these individuals have when being released back in the community. And we have a team that we call the first response team. And uh, that's, again, volunteers out of our local church partners that show up at the gate and say, hey, we were serious about this journey. We're not going to allow you to do it alone. We're doing it together. They provide them with a fresh start kit that has toiletries, bath towels, a prepaid cell phone to call their sponsor or uh, parole officer and uh, anything that somebody may need in that first month of being released back in the community, we try to provide to them uh, through this fresh start kit. Uh, but more importantly, we have ways for these guys to get connected through local businesses that we partner with in jobs. We have some of our own transitional living houses that is a safe environment for these guys to kind of get their feet underneath them as they transition back in the community. Anything that some someone uh, may stumble over, we try to provide an avenue for them uh, to remove that from their life. So awesome. Amen. So awesome. When it comes to, 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 to those in, in prison and the children, uh, I was just, as we were talking and dialoguing, um, uh, just you and I, we were talking about just the, the ladies and men and the, the, the children. I think we said, was it, was it you said that 75% of people incarcerated of the ladies have children? Yeah, two or more children. And uh, since 1991, that has increased by 131%, so more than doubled. Yeah, I just want us to get the impact of touching a generation. So not only are we going to be ministering to those ladies that are in prison, but 
uh, 75% of those ladies will have children, two or more children. Uh, so that's why the reunification program is so big. And that's why we, uh, the church online, that the children, uh, no matter where they are across our state or around the nation, they'll be able to worship with mom online and then be able to dialogue online and have conversation as mom is worshiping with us and then the child is worshiping online. And now when they have a conversation, they're able to talk about the message or what God is doing. And so it's just a huge, huge impact that we can have, uh, not only in uh, the, the mother or the father's life that is in prison, but in their children's life. Because what's the statistic if, if, if the parents go to prison? Yeah, that 85% of these kids will most likely go to prison themselves. Come on, how many believe we can chip away at that? Come on, anybody believe that with me? Let's chip away at that. Let's get that down from 85 to 80 to 75. Let, let's make, let, let you and I make a difference. And this touches my heart. I'm sure if I asked for a show of hands, many of you would lift a hand as well. But I have, I have family members right here in our state that are in prison right now. And so that, this is personal to me, uh, taking God behind bars because we can make a difference and we can make a difference in the next generation. We can make a difference and see lives change because that's what we're all about is getting outside of our four walls and making a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ. And Jake, man, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, thank you for giving your life to partner with churches and to take God behind bars. And how many states are, 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 are we already in, Jake? And yeah, we're going on uh, our 11th state right now uh, with over 18 people or 18 prisons that we're currently working in. And by uh, the end of this next spring, we'll be in over 30. So God's on the move. God is on the move. God is on the move. And, and I was talking to Jake. What he didn't mention to you guys, we would have already expanded more, but Jake broke his ankle and was on bed rest for about six months. So he's coming out of it, hitting the ground, running him and his team to take this message of Christ to, to the nation and to the prison system. And Jake, our prayers are with you. Man, we're behind. We believe it. Thank you for helping open the doors in the state of Oklahoma for us to go in and to see more changed lives. Will you give it up for Thank Jake Bodine and God behind bars? Thank you, man. Well, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Let's take the church outside the walls. Let's make a difference. Let's be difference makers. Here, here's what I'm going to ask you to do um, right now. Just don't leave early. Stay seated. You don't have nowhere to go, amen. I want you to be involved. Can you put that slide up right now, the slide? If you have an interest of serving at our new prison location. They're going to throw up a slide for you to be able to text how you can be involved. And that slide is coming up in any moment. And um, like, like, like in just any second, it'll be up. And um, when they finally do get the slide up, um, there's the slide. Get your cell phones out. Would you do that? If you have an interest in serving, you're not committing to it, but you're just letting me know at all of our campuses, those joining us online, you're, you're interested. You say, Pastor, I have an interest maybe serving once a month or twice a month. And, and not, you won't just be serving. You'll be worshiping there. So you'll be hearing the services, the same worship and the messages, live streaming there in the prison. So you'll be worshiping with us. And yet you'll be serving in the prison, making a difference, building relationships, sharing Christ. So just text this. Join GBB Peoples and your name. Join BB 
peoples, GBB peoples, your name, two, and text it to 34444. So do, do that right now. All of our locations, you have an interest in serving, and we're going to be in contact with you. You're going to get an application when you text that, an application to fill out. Go ahead and fill that out. Get that. You can fill that out, and then we'll be in contact with you, and uh, we're going to have the state of Oklahoma come in, do a training session. Hopefully, Lord willing, that same day, we'll have a God Behind Bars training with you as well so that you can have just one day of training, and then we'll be ready to launch this new location next year. But So text that, text that. Join GBB Peoples, your name, to 34444 to sign up. And we'll let you, they'll let us know that you're interested in serving in this ministry. Next of all, if you're new with us today, I just want to make you aware of, uh, I'm not asking you to participate. This is not your church home. You may be praying about a church home. Somebody may have invited you. But I just want you to know something, that this church is about making a difference. You can drop out in the lobby and you can pick up one of these brochures at the table out there in the lobby. Just get one of these Dream Builders brochures. And you can find out we're doing lots of projects. God Behind Bars will cost us about $75,000. Actually, it's $150,000. But because of Jake and his team, they are raising a, a $75,000 of our cost. And then we're coming up with $75,000 of the $150,000. Uh, and we're going to be able to start this location and the programs there at Mabel Bassett Prison. And so we're also doing WIS Kids, partnering with the after-school program, and we've been in contact with them, and uh, $15,000 for curriculum games, clothes for underprivileged kids in our, our city. Uh, Haiti Housing Community, we want to construct eight homes for some homeless Haitians, families there. And I wish we could provide every homeless Haitian a home, but come on, we can make a difference for eight of them this next year. Amen. Haiti Change One School Program. We're going to sponsor 100 underprivileged kids in Haiti with a Christ-centered education and food. That's $42,000. We want to help free children from sex slavery and sex trafficking that's happening right here in our state. And we want to help, help see them get free through Free International, and that'll be a cost of $40,000. Africa Oasis and Clean Project, it's all in this brochure. We want to provide clean water in Kenya. We, need, we want to provide five water pumps to supply clean water in Kenya African villages. There are people literally dying because not having clean water. Association of Related Churches, $100,000 to start more life-giving churches. We've already started 533 churches around America. Matter of fact, we've started one right here in Oklahoma just this past this past uh, a month or so. I went to lunch with the pastor this past week, Pastor Josh, New Song Church. We we helped to start that church, and, and we're, we're, we're a blessing to churches all across the nation that we're helping start through the Association of Related Churches, $100,000 to start more churches. Oklahoma City Rescue Mission, we, they need a new kitchen, $40,000 so we can feed more homeless people and they can have the proper equipment to continue to move forward. And so there are lots of projects. Our, our People's Church Campus Development for, for our current and future campuses expansion, $590,000. So there's a million dollars worth of projects that we're praying about and that you can be a part of to see your church make a greater difference. And so in the back of the seat pockets, there are these dream builder cards. And let me say this to you, if you're new with us, maybe you don't know me and you're skeptical, oh man, these churches, listen, there's no pressure. The Bible says that we don't give out of compulsion because somebody twisted our arm. So we return the tithe to God, to the local church where we worship. And then we pray and say, God, what would you have me to do above my tithe to make a difference? So I'm not asking you to give. I'm asking you to ask God, what should you do over the next 12 months?
give above your tithe to help us reach this million dollar goal to see more changed lives. You know what I would love today? I'd love for us all to pray and seek the Lord. And you can grab this card and fill out your time, talent, and treasure. I'm making a commitment to time to be in church faithfully, to be in a community group, talent to serve every week in my church and to serve in the community. I want to serve. I'm going to be a servant. And with my treasure, I'm committing a tithe and a give above the tithe this next year offerings. And I think if we all pray, the Lord just might speak today. And we may be able to have the entire $75,000 raised for one of those projects for our, our God Behind Bars project to start that prison location. We just pray. Say, Lord, what would you have me to do? And today our ushers will be at the doors. You can drop a card in. You can give a, a special offering to Dream Builders today. Or you can, at all of our campuses in the back of the auditorium, our secure giving slots hanging on the walls. You can just drop your card in today. Or, or you can drop your offering in today if you want the Lord to speak into your heart. Or next week uh, is our just commitment time. You can bring that card next week, your offering next week. But and we just want to be faithful to God. And God loves a cheerful giver. And we just want to hear his voice do our part to make a difference across our city, our state, our nation, and our world. What a great opportunity we have as a church.